0: <laughs> yeah special to plane busy, Alright, all right, all right. Welcome back, welcome back. You know what time it is. It's another edition of the Fan in the Van Podcast. Ah, obviously, we've had no baseball since the all-star break. Um, Nothing really going on as far as the trade deadline yet. No buzz, really, of who's going where, who's trading who, blah, 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 blah. Uh, The most interesting thing I've seen, and we haven't talked about it in a while, but after I posted the link to my previous episode up, uh, my buddies at 1420 Sports tagged me in a tweet how if Deshaun Watson is suspended, Yes, we unfortunately have to discuss this douchebag yet again. Um, How if he gets suspended for a whole year, him and the Players Association are going to sue the NFL. Now, I've been asked my opinion on this by countless people, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, in person. And I'm going to tell you what my opinion is. He needs to be suspended. You still broke the NFL personal conduct code. So you do have to face a punishment. I don't care and nor should the NFL care whether you settled with 20 plus women or not. Okay? it That doesn't matter. There's way too many victims. There's way too much bullshit involved in this. That How is it that you think a, a two to eight game suspension is warranted here? for all the atrocious things you've done to 20 plus females is beyond me but then again this is the warped mind of Deshaun watson that we're seeing up front live and personal this is what we're seeing he thinks it was okay for what he did because houston gave him the hotel rooms houston gave him the non-disclosure agreements Then he gets rewarded by Cleveland, right? Okay. You think two to eight games is more than enough? For those that will listen to this after I upload it, you tell me if you think two to eight games is enough. Um, Of course, if you're a Cleveland Browns fan who doesn't have a single ounce of remorse in your body, would say, he shouldn't be suspended at all. Or you'll just bring up Ben Roethlisberger again. And... And, that, and if, if that's what you're going to do, just don't do it because that was long ago and we're talking about the now. And in the now, this is what's going on is Deshaun Watson has to and will be suspended for at least a season. And if Roger Goodell only gives him a two to eight game suspension, this is what it tells me. That one, Goodell is, a, Goodell is afraid. Goodell is a bitch. He has no balls. And he's afraid to uphold any punishment because we've seen time and time again where an NFL player has physically physically hit a female, whether it be their significant other or somebody they were seeing on the side as opposed to their significant other or just some random one-night stand and... It's been a six to eight game suspension reduced to barely anything. So we have seen that. So we have seen the NFL hand out a harsh punishment, but then retract it. So is that what's going to happen here? Where it's, okay, Deshaun, you know, we're going to suspend you for a whole year. And then all of a sudden, two weeks later, ah, you know what? Yeah, we'll drop that to like three. Yeah. And if you, and if Goodell does that, then I'm sorry. Then somebody within the NFL higher than Goodell or just anyone in general needs to oust this guy because I don't even think I don't even think a season is is enough of a punishment it's something I'm willing to accept but I think it needs to be longer I think it's to the point where he should never play again and there should be a way to void that contract in Cleveland as much as I can't stand the Browns you know and, and I think their stupidity is punishment enough but I think in this situation, it should suffice to say: Listen, he can't. Pl- he can't play. We're going to suspend him indefinitely. So for the time being, this contract is null and void. And when and if we decide he could play again, then you could start paying him. But he's not owed any back money. That's what we could do there. Um, you know, and it's getting it's getting to the point where Cleveland's going to Cleveland is always going to be the term because now, now. They're looking at getting Cam Newton. So you trade Baker to Carolina, and granted, Baker was never going to stay and play second fiddle, and he wasn't going to be the lame duck quarterback for as long as Deshaun Watson suspension was going to be. Okay? But now you're looking at Cam Newton to come in, to battle it out with Jacoby Percet. Makes a lot of sense. Once again, Cleveland's always going to Cleveland. And it it, it really, you really just kind of, dude, the situation as far as with the women involved, that's not the hilarious part. It's just the fact that yet there is still no suspension. The fact that Deshaun Watson thinks it should only be a two to eight game suspension or even no suspension at all is the most hilarious part. It's like we live, it's like he's living in a world of delusional grandeur here. I don't get it. It's like Raiders fans thinking Derek Carr is the greatest quarterback in the NFL ever, but never watched Terry Bradshaw or never watched you know Peyton Manning or John Elway or or anybody else. But Derek Carr is the greatest quarterback ever. That's how delusional Deshaun Watson is, and and, and it's not to bash Raider fans because they're just as delusional, most of them anyway. But yeah, but on that note, until we hear a punishment, I'm not talking about the Sean Watson again. I don't listen. Don't bother me if people tag me and things about it, you know, because I'll give you my opinion. That's fine. I'm just not going to discuss it again until I hear what the suspension is and that it's been laid down. That's it. That's it. Um, But speaking of major league baseball, though, everybody knows Juan Soto, you know, won the home run derby, big whoopity friggin' do, right? So he turned down a 15-year deal, $440 million, and people are laughing at him. People are like, why would you do that? That's probably the most money you're ever going to get. And if you don't understand why he turned it down... There's probably at least five reasons. One of them being the Nationals are the shittiest friggin' baseball franchise now. Let's just be honest. That's one, okay? Two, I'm not even going to go to three and four because two is probably going to be the one that nails it right in the head. It was probably the same exact way they offered it to Bryce Harper. We'll give you exactly what you want, Juan, but we're going to defer it and pay you till you're friggin' dead. That's probably what they did, and that's probably why he said no. You know, I haven't seen the terms of how the contract would have looked come out yet. I don't know if we'll ever see it, but if I had to guess, that's exactly how the contract looked. It was probably like, okay, it's 15 years, $440 million, but we're only paying you this per season till this point, then we're going to have to defer it. And then when you're like 20 years into retirement or when you're sitting in a hospice somewhere, that's when we'll keep paying you. And and guys don't want contracts like that. I understand, you know, a lot of us feel that these guys are overpaid and then don't produce to the value of their contract. And that's across the league. Okay, I mean, you look in the NFL, you look at all these inflated contracts Because one team had the money to spend, so they overspend, okay? It's like a regular person, nine to five, who constantly has to keep chasing it because they live past their means. And Jacksonville kind of set the bar this offseason in the NFL because look at Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk is not an $84 million, you know, for however many years it was, what, three, four years? He's not worth that money. Can he go out and prove he's worth that money? He absolutely can. But when they signed that, when he, but when they offered him that deal, he was not worth that. I mean, you look at Derek Carr's contract. Is Derek Carr a good quarterback? Yeah. Is he a talented quarterback? Yeah. But to pay him Aaron Rodgers type money is insane. And the fact that Aaron Rodgers is getting Aaron Rodgers money and Aaron Rodgers is choked against the, the Niners. And this one and that one in big spots and in key playoff games. But there's a difference, though, when you talk about how Aaron Rodgers is getting paid to Derek Carr. There is a difference. Aaron Rodgers is on a different level from Derek Carr. Like you have tier one and obviously tier one is going to be Brady. And this is only for active quarterbacks. Because if I went inactive as well, there's a lot more there. So tier one, obviously, is Brady, and then it's Rodgers. Tier two is where Derek Carr sits, okay? And because of these inflated contracts all throughout sports, guys that don't, guys that I wouldn't say don't deserve the money, but they're not worth the money, are getting it. I mean, you see it in the NBA, guys getting these max deals, Zach Levine gets over $200 million dollars. For what, four or five years? And Zach Levine's a good basketball player, but is he worth that max deal? No, he's not. He's not. But when you have the money to spend and you're so desperate to to build a winning franchise again, you're willing to overspend. That's what Jacksonville is trying to do. And we could sit here and yeah, I could bash it and say it's stupid, but you also have to look at the other side of the spectrum and realize they're trying to build a winning franchise, and they're trying to get pieces around their young quarterback. And in the NBA, they figured, hey, we could put pieces around Zach Levine and Lonzo Ball. You know, once we get Levine signed, it may keep Lonzo here. We could trade for this guy. We could do this. And that's a whole friggin', and that's a whole shit show in itself, the NBA free agency. Because now... I was reading, LeBron does not want Westbrook on the team, and it's led to an awkward situation in LA, and I've been asked, is it a Westbrook thing, or is it, and honestly, I just think after a while, Westbrook just rubs people the wrong way, I don't know what he's, I don't know what he's doing, other than what I see him play on the court, I don't know what goes on behind the scenes. But obviously, he's doing something that's rubbing people the wrong way. But again, LeBron's out there talking about he wants to hold L.A. accountable, but he's telling L.A. he doesn't want Russell Westbrook because he knows Kyrie's available. And again, he knows he needs another guy with him to win a title. And people have come at me and they said, you know, you bash LeBron a, a lot. And it's not me bashing LeBron. I mean, yes, it's my voice doing it. But it's because you, the people, the ones who th- don't think logically, give me the reason to. Okay? The other day, we were talking, I was talking about it with somebody. I forget where it was. And they're like, you know... LeBron's going to be the greatest player of all time, better than Jordan, better than Dr. J, better than Magic, better than Bird, better than all these guys, right? The only thing that the LeBron lovers can say is that, yeah, he has more scoring points in his career than Jordan, but Jordan did it in less years and in less games. Everything that LeBron has beaten has taken him 150 more games to do so. Okay. And if LeBron was the GOAT, why don't his peers think the same? And guys that he's played with, like Case in Point, for example, guy named, oh, you guys may know him, Ray Allen. Okay. Ray Allen has been very critical of this topic as much as anybody. So Ray Allen said, you know, quote, you know, is he a great free throw, a great free throw shooter? Question mark. Three point shooter? Question mark. Dribbler? Question mark. No, he's not great in any of those categories. Parentheses. Jordan is end quote. Okay. That's a guy. That's a guy who played with LeBron in Miami. All right. So again. We're all entitled to the opinion. But if you're going to debate certain things, you have to have facts. And the facts state that Jordan is just better than LeBron. And the fact you don't even need to go into the stats. You don't need to go into year by year stats. All you need to go by is the fact that Jordan played in an era of loyalty where nobody begged to be traded where nobody was like, oh, well, you know, I got to team up with this guy, okay? The only time you saw superstars team up was the Olympics, okay? That's the only time you ever saw it. So, why, you know, like, why sit here and tell me that LeBron is better But the facts are there for the world to see. Jordan didn't do a free agent special on ESPN. No, LeBron did. That was made a whole big spectacle. That didn't need to be made a spectacle. And we've discussed this at length before. Okay? Jordan didn't have to latch on to another superstar to win. And not only that, every championship game, Jordan's been in. He's undefeated. He's never lost a finals appearance. Not saying the Bulls didn't lose games in those finals, but every finals appearance he's been in, Jordan and the Chicago Bulls came out the victor. LeBron got swept in his first finals appearance. Okay? So let's just remember that. And I understand it was a mediocre Cleveland team. So you can't take that away from him to take a mediocre Cleveland team and bring them to the finals. I give him his just due for that. But the fact that then he had to leave to go win with Wade and Bosh is another story. Um, something else I got asked the other day. Obviously Madden's coming out and they're doing all the Madden rankings. And they asked me how I felt, you know, how they do their Madden rankings and who's top 10 in Madden and, you know, Minka is not a top 10 safety in the Madden rankings, but Jamal Adams is. Okay, first off, Minka Adams is better than fucking, Minka Adams, Minka Fitzpatrick is better than fucking Jamal Adams, okay? So kiss my fucking ass, all right? And it's not just because Minka's a stealer, it's because Minka is better than Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams should have stayed in New York. Okay? Going to Seattle exposed him to being the piece of shit player he is. Okay? That's one. Two, I don't give a shit about Madden rankings. I don't care about Miles Garrett getting a 99 ranking when clearly TJ Watt's the better edge rusher. Okay? The fact that they take a Defensive Player of the Year and give him a 96 rating. And the world is fucking in utter shambles about it. Well, the sports world anyway. Why the fuck do you care? Okay? It's a video game. I don't give a shit that Deontay Johnson got a shitty Madden ranking. I don't care because I know what he does on the field. I don't care what he does in a video game. Are we living in the world of reality or fantasy? Because in fantasy, playing Madden, Cleveland could be Super Bowl champs 30 fucking years in a row. But it would still be fantasy. Live in the world of reality. I mean, oh, I can't believe they gave this guy 78. Who gives a fuck? What's more important, the Madden ranking or what your team does on the field? Uh, Alex, I go for what is what your team does on the field as my answer. Ding, 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 because that's the only answer. Stop with the fucking Madden rankings. Nobody gives a shit. Okay? All right? When, when people do these rankings, yes, it gets annoying. Because half the time, nobody gets it right. Minka is a top 10 safety. If you want me to go based on, uh, you know, if you want me to, you know, get all irritated about it, okay? I know, I, I saw the, the ranking of it of the top 10 safeties. So, they have Tyron Mathow as one, Darwin James Jr. two, Buda Baker three, Kevin Bayard four, Mika Hyde five, Justin Simmons six, Jesse Bates seven, which, okay, Jordan Poirier eight, Harrison Smith nine, and Jamal Adams is a 10. Okay. People purposely throw the ball at Jamal Adams. People avoid Minka Fitzpatrick. That's what makes Minka Fitzpatrick such a good safety that they're afraid to throw in his direction. None of these other guys have that fear. Is Tyron Mathow a good safety? Yes, he absolutely is. Should he be number one? No. No. Okay. You know who should be? I'm not going to say Minka Fitzpatrick, but you know who I think should be? One of the two guys from the Buffalo Bills. That's who it should be. But again, you guys harp over Madden rankings. Like Cleveland Browns fans are throwing a parade because Miles Garrett is a 99. Oh my God, get the buses out. Throw out the confetti. Let's have ourselves a party down friggin' Main Street in Cleveland because Miles Garrett's to 99. That's the only thing a Cleveland player will ever win. That's it. Because Cleveland ain't gonna win a Super Bowl. and ain't gonna win an AFC North Championship ever. So enjoy the 99, Miles Garrett and Cleveland. Enjoy it. Enjoy it while your $230 million quarterback is sitting at home scratching his nuts Acting like a little bitch. Okay? Enjoy it. Because Madden rankings to me don't mean a goddamn thing. Do I play Madden? Yes. Do I care what the rankings are? No. I don't give a shit. I never have given a shit, and I won't give a shit now. I didn't give a shit yesterday. I won't give a shit tomorrow or a year from now. Or when I'm dead, I'm not gonna give a shit. On my tombstone should say here lies, I don't give a shit about Madden rankings. Born 1982, died 2000 whatever. Okay? Because I don't care. And I know some of you that will listen will sit there and say, well I, I, well, I base my judgment on players based on Madden rankings. So if you, base your, your, you, if you base your judgment of players' ability based on a video game, you're wrong. And don't try to sell me their ranking is how they produce on the field. Eh, wrong. Because Madden doesn't look at the intangibles. Madden doesn't look at other things that a real fan watches and sees. Okay? It's just plain and simple. That's that. But with that being said, I just wanted to pop on for a few minutes. Since we didn't have no sports, I do not want you guys to think that I just stopped doing this for no reason. So, obviously more will be coming as the trade deadline approaches um go over some of the rumors the buzz um hopefully there's a Watson decision by then because we won't discuss it unless something huge happens and catastrophic is the only way I'm bringing it up again uh so again to all those that that listen retweet and follow obviously my buddies at 1420 sports as always make sure you check them out uh sports bliss with Rob and Chris another good sports podcast to check out Average Joe Sports Podcast, another one. Nate's Daily Wagers, go check him out. If you're into pro wrestling, Bray Wyatt Fan Twenty Four on Twitter's got a good um, wrestling podcast to check out. Um, to everybody else that follows and retweets, you know it's always appreciated. So everybody, enjoy your friggin' hot, sweaty ass day. Um, until the next one, stay safe, and as always, peace.